the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk you can believe in True Talk 800 True Talk 800 This is Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My dear friend Clark Hilton is across the glass and reads in the studio with me. And my name is Mike Lee. I've been given the privilege of being named the Director of Local Ministries here at True Talk 800. 104.1 The Fish, 93.1 El Rey, 93.9 KPDQ, and also the new Talk 1640. And I just want to thank all of our friends at East Hill Church and at Calvary Chapel, Portland, for hosting a couple of great concerts between the Fish Family Christmas featuring Lincoln Brewster and East Hill Worship, and, of course, Georgine Rice and Friends' Christmas by Candlelight show. Got a couple of friends in the studio today and their kids. It's Paul and Steph Carlson. They've been married for how many years now? 16 years. Congratulations. Uh, Paul is a financial advisor for 48 Financial, where Steph serves as not only his wife, but the office manager as well. And Adrienne and Asher, their two lovely kids, are in the studio as well. So welcome, friends, owners of 48 Financial, known for being true, noble, right, sound financial advice with integrity. It's good to have you aboard. First of all, I just want to give you a heads up. You can find out more information at the website, 48financial.com. 48 Financial is also on Facebook, and Paul Carlson can be found on LinkedIn as well. For basic information, you can email them at contact at 48financial.com or give them a call at 503-266-4848. Ah, very good. That's 503-266-4848. Did it take much effort to get that personalized phone number? I'm sure it wasn't coincidence, right? It was all a God thing. All the reason more of why we... I started this company, and the, the phone number was available, and the, the Bible verse has obviously been around for a long time, but it worked out great. Okay, well, 48 Financial is, in my eyes as a dad, it's near Bricks and Minifigs on Pacific Highway East, which is at Southwest First Avenue. 48 Financial is located at 130 South 2nd Avenue, Suite 102, and that's at South Ivy Street, just south of O'Reilly Auto Parts in the Canby area. So having kids, do you find yourselves going to the Bricks and Minifigs Lego accessory store frequently? Yes. Our 11-year-old son, Asher, I think would buy Bricks and Minifigs if he had the opportunity. He is a Lego fanatic. Well, for for lack of a better description, it's an FAO Schwartz building connected to uh, basically anything you could think of Lego-wise. They've got new, they've got used, they've got all these setups. They've got more Legos than I think I've ever seen in one place. So it's kind of neat that you're around the corner from them. So tell us about 48 Financial. Paul, did you grow up in the Canby area? Yeah, Mike, I grew up in Canby, went to Canby High School, and uh, you know, lived in Canby my entire life, and went to college and came back, got married, had some kids, still have the kids, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> and 
So, you know, having a business in the town where I grew up is really nice. I, we get to live, play, and work all in, in the Canby uh, community, and we love it. It seems I meet a lot of people who either want to stay close to home. Uh, remember Donna Reed's character in It's a Wonderful Life. She could not imagine leaving Bedford Falls. And then you've got the, the other side of the coin, the George Bailey types, who want to see the world, and they want to leave the cobwebs of their sleepy little towns behind. So in your case, Paul Carlson, did you always want to remain in the Canby area? Did you ever have any wanderlust to uh, expand your horizons? Great question. I think as with a lot of kids growing up and they graduate from high school and they want to leave the nest and do exciting things, go into the big city and do all this stuff. Then you get older and realize, you know, hometown USA is just fine. And so I've really spent a few years in Portland when I was at Portland State, but coming back to Canby was great. You know, getting my master's at Portland State University was was a wonderful thing. But going from Canby to George Fox to Portland State was a, a pretty big culture shock. And so coming back to Canby was just fine. Well, I can imagine. Well, we're big friends with a lot of people at George Fox University. Yeah. So how was your experience? Did you enjoy going to Newburgh? Yeah, Newburgh, uh, Newburgh is similar to Canby in the fact that it's a smaller hometown type of, uh, type of community. Um, great people there. George Fox was a wonderful experience, uh, majored in music. Oh, how uh, neat. Yeah. Was that more uh, composition or performance? Or, you know, Rebecca Gurney, our promotions director, you need to speak with her before you leave because she is also a musician and a Fox alum. Oh, nice. Yeah. So piano, trumpet, singing, uh, a little bit of composition. So I graduated with a degree in music uh, performance and then went and got my master's in music education and now i do finance so go figure so how did, i found the other side of my brain out when you were leaving canby high school did you know what you wanted to study do you know where you wanted to study but did you know what you wanted to major in or eventually do career-wise well when i left canby high school I, I wanted to be a trumpet player in the brian duncan band but that didn't work out so well so i decided to 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 go on to other things but music is what i wanted to do but i got to a point where I was doing some concerts and some singing. Uh, my friend Dave Maurer, um, who was out in Newburgh at the time with JIL Ministries, did some concerts, did some touring. But then I realized that you have to be either really good or you have to be semi-good and know somebody in the industry. And I didn't have either one of those connections. So I decided I'm just going to get a real job. So was it tough changing your career at this point? knowing that you wanted to be a musician, but then saying, this is not where I want to be. Not really, because I, I figured I, there's always a place in music in a church. And so I got into um, worship leading and you know, writing some, some worship songs. And so I was still able to use my uh, musical, I guess, talents, you would say, um, for the Lord in, in church, just it wasn't in a professional wasn't a professional setting. I wasn't wasn't good enough to make it in the business. So I thought, you know, I can just get a, a regular daytime job, which has been great, and then still serve in, in church doing worship. Well, you know what? Stuff. You've got your two kids here. I'm a dad, as is Clark, as is Ann. So, so for our younger listeners out there, let me encourage you. When I was growing up, and your mileage may vary, I was told to major in certain areas because the other ones didn't have jobs. So I majored in one area, and by the time I got my four-year degree in only five-odd years, those jobs were gone. And the career they steered me away from 
had opened up wide. So, you know what? If indeed we believe that God provides, then if he's given you a certain talent or a passion or something that you are good at or have a natural ability toward, why not major in it? And it might not be the only thing you do for the rest of your life. For instance, I'm an economics business major and I'm in broadcasting. You're a music major and you're a financial guy, Paul. And yet still God uses who he uses and he puts them in place. And sometimes the biggest blue chip prospects don't end up where you think they would have. So if you've got something on your heart, by all means, run with it. So Paul Carlson is a financial advisor and owner of 48 Financial. And beside him is his lovely wife and office manager, Steph. Do you prefer Steph, Stephanie, or what? Whatever, whatever I get called is fine with me. Okay, Steph with an F. Yep, that's right. There you go. So where did you two meet in the first place? Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> well, we started dating when we were playing softball at a church in Wilsonville. And she was the catcher, and I was, uh, I don't know, I don't remember what left field, played. right field. I don't know. I didn't do a whole lot. I wasn't very good. <laughs> and so we started dating, um, playing church softball, and been married for 16 years, and got two amazing kids. So life Ath- is good. Athletics are a good thing, friends. You never know yeah. who you may meet. So what was your first impression of Paul, Steph? Uh, he was such. He was just this really sweet guy. I could just tell he was a man of character and integrity from the moment I saw him, and something drew me to him. And um, you know, Paul is about nine years older than I am, and I remember telling my dad, "Man, I met this wonderful guy, but he's nine years older than me." And my dad, in all of his wisdom, just kind of sat there and he thought for a second. And he goes, I have a great piece about him. He is a really good man. And um, I, I would give you my permission to date him. So uh, I just knew if I had my dad's approval, who you know had this really high standard, then um, he would be a great choice to maybe date someday if he ever asked me. So this was in Wilsonville, and at this point, Paul and Steph Carlson, you had just met. Were you both going to the same church for a while? He actually had called my sister to play softball on the church co-ed team because she was an all—her name is Allie, and she was this amazing um, softball player. And she was busy on a traveling team, but I said, hey, I'll play. And he goes, well, okay, if you want to. <laughs> so that's how I started playing on that team. Oh, how neat. Yeah. So did you grow up in the same area, Steph? Yeah, actually right down the road, maybe three or four miles away. Yeah, we grew up right down the road from each other. Okay, so there's a slight age gap here. Did you know each other or have any of the same circles? You know, we got married when I was pretty young. I was, was I 18 or 19? (laughs) I was almost 19, but I was 18 at the time. And so I kind of grew up, you know, with Paul and we just both enjoy the same kind of people. So yeah, we have all same circles. So it's kind of neat that you're working together at 4-8 Financial, which I think is wonderful when it works out, whether you have spouses or family members working together. I especially love to see small businesses thrive and somewhere down the line have mom or pop pass on the keys to a kid who's willing, able, and wants to do it and wants to do it well. I always get a big kick out of that. And at the same time, I'd have to agree that maybe not everyone ought to be working with their spouse or their loved ones. So were there any adjustments or growing pains since you joined the office, Steph? 
You know, honestly, I'm so blessed that I am first mom first. I homeschool the kids, so I spend a lot of time at home. And I come in when they have a couple classes on the side. So I'm actually there very part-time, um, and I do some work at home um, as well. But no, working with my husband is a blast. We have so much fun together. This guy is incredibly funny and is so entertaining, and he makes me laugh every single day. So actually, it is an, a blast to work with him. Laughter is probably one of your better investments. Paul Carlson is the owner of 48 Financial, and he's joined not only by his kids, but also by his wife and office manager, Steph Carlson. You can find 48 Financial on Southwest 2nd Avenue, Suite 102 in Canby. That's at South Ivy Street, just south of O'Reilly Auto Parts. And it's around the corner from Bricks and Minifigs, that awesome Lego-filled store. You can find out more by giving them a call at 503 506-4848. That's 503-266-4848 Financial. Also found at 48financial.com and on Facebook. When we return, more about the Carlsons and also about investments, financial planning, and insurance on Difference Makers right here on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here, and if you were fortunate enough to drop in on the Lincoln Brewster East Hill Worship Concert at East Hill Church, you may have bumped into today's guests. It's 48 Financial's financial advisor and owner, Paul Carlson, and his wife and office manager, Steph Carlson. And we've got their kids alongside them for true, noble, right, sound financial advice with integrity. So, Paul, you were sharing with us about going to Canby High School and eventually to George Fox, majoring in music before getting your master's in teaching at Portland State. So, having fully enjoyed the Newburgh experience, how was it for this Canby boy going to the big city at PSU? Oh, boy. The big city of Portland. That was quite the culture shock being somewhat sheltered in the 80s and 90s in Canby and then uh, George Fox and Newburgh. Great communities. Uh, quite, a, quite a different culture in, in downtown Portland. But I, as a 20, 21-year-old, being in the city was kind of nice being away from the small town. But, of course, as you grow up and then have get married and have kids yourself, you realize, do I want to raise my kids in the city blocks of downtown Portland, or do I want to go back to my roots in small town USA? And so we ended up uh, back in Canby, and, and we love it. It's a great, great community. Well, Canby is one of those real tight, close-knit communities, isn't it, throughout the, the residents of Canby and the surrounding areas? Yeah, it is. It's, you know, we're connected by 99E to 205 and then I-5, but it's just far enough away from the city that you kind of still feel like you're out in the outskirts. Sure. Yeah. My GPS tells me during my commute from Salem to Portland, every so often if I-5 is packed by 205, it'll send me through your neck of the woods. Yeah, if the Boone Bridge at Wilsonville is is clogged or, or stopped, it's you know, get off on 99 and go through Canby. And then going through Canby, stop by and see some of our local businesses. So finances are not the only thing that the Carlson family is involved with. Can you tell us about some of the other hobbies or community interests? Yeah, so in 2011, a friend of mine, Amy Wood, uh, came to me and and said that, you know, she feels like we're supposed to start a charity race. So in 2011, we started the Canby Dahlia Run, which is a half marathon and 10K in Canby, uh, the last Saturday of August, the same actual weekend as Hood to Coast, uh, done by design, actually. 
And so done uh, uh, since 2011, the Canby Dahlia Run, and each year we uh, raise money for local charities. And uh, very exciting to say that we've raised over $70,000 for local charities the past few years, um, some of those of which are Operation Snuggle, uh, riding Canby that provides uh, blankets and pillows for um, homeless youth in the area. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty, it's it's amazing. Uh, Don Deppner has done a great job with that. Um, let's see, what else? Sparks of Hope, which is an amazing organization that helps kids that have been um, uh, abused. Uh, Chris and Leanne Mead started that organization a, a while back, and we're very excited to help, help fund uh, part of their operations as well as the Pregnancy Care Center over the years and the Canby Center, which uh, does a lot of good work in the Canby area. So really excited to be the race director for the, the Dahlia Run and uh, bringing five, 600 people into town for a half marathon that goes through Swan Island Dahlias in Canby, which is actually the largest Dahlia field in the country. So the, the half marathon actually physically goes down a grass path right between huge dahlia fields it's it's gorgeous that must be a stunning run as opposed to some of the others out there yeah a a lot of the the uh the the runners they've commented that most races are in downtown portland on on pavement with beautiful skyscrapers to the left and right and but out out in canby you get country roads and uh, a little view of the river as well as the dahlia fields it's 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 wonderful so I read from Paul Carlson's bio, not only is he an owner of 48 Financial, but he also served as a city councilor and on the Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors for 14 years. That takes a lot of uh, effort and time. How do you juggle not only being a business owner at 48 Financial, but also being involved in your church, being a good husband, dad, hanging out with friends in the community? How do you figure that out? You learn by mistakes. And well, the, the fortunate thing is that when I was involved as heavily as I was before, I, I was at a different company. So I, I wasn't a business owner. I was still doing investments, but I was at a, another brokerage firm where I wasn't actually the owner. So some of the business owner duties didn't fall on, on me necessarily per se, but I think prioritizing is important. And, you know, I've always said, uh, God first, um, family second, community third, and then work after that. And as long as those things stay in order, everything should be okay. And as long as we put God at the top of everything we do, then he aligns everything uh, accordingly. And it's it's been amazing. You know, giving back to the community is, is important. And I feel like um, doing that through our company now is is what we're able to do. I kind of joke with the, the staff in the office that I feel like 4A Financial is a ministry disguised as an investment company because we really try to you know, get involved in our clients' lives and, and pray for them when they need it and just um, try to be an outreach and a ministry as, as well as a business. So have the growing pains been worth it, going from an employee of a company to the owner of a company? Well, all of a sudden, you've got to worry about HR and toilet paper supplies and everything in between. Yes. Fortunately, our kids take take stock every week of, you know, the, the juice and the toilet paper and the paper towels. And so we're getting them involved in the business and helping them uh, to learn how what it is to to run a business, they're not buying stocks yet. They need to be licensed for that, but they can take uh, inventory of toilet paper. But yeah, the the duties of running a business as well as the job of being in the business are definitely different. And you know, we're growing. God has blessed us um, um, wonderfully. Uh, we're uh, going to be bringing on another advisor 
um, in a few months, and so that'll help. But it's 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 a great thing. We love it. Well, that's wonderful. So tell us about the origins of the name 4-8 Financial. Steph, oh. do you want to talk about this a little? Sure. 4-8 Financial. Uh, it comes from the uh, scripture verse Philippians 4-8. And a long time ago, Paul mentioned if we ever decided to own our own company, that he would like to call our business 4-8 Financial. And we were just praying about it, asking for God's will, just really wanted to be in align, alignment with what he wanted for us. And uh, so as we were talking about it and really discussing it and asking the Lord for his, uh, his will to be done, we just asked him, if you want us to do this, just make it very clear to us. So there was a particular day uh, that there were so many things that happened that were just signs from God. We didn't ask for signs, but we just asked him to make it very clear. And he did. And Paul came home and said, oh, this and this and this and this happened. You never believe it. And we were driving our kids somewhere. And we, I looked at him and I said, do you know what today is? And he, his eyes got as big as saucers. And he said, oh, it's April 8th or 8th. Ooh. Not kidding! It was so cool. It's just like I'm hearing the, the Twilight Zone. Theme no, in the back no, of my head right no, now. not Twilight. God, God is good, and He makes things very clear when we ask. We just have to be aware of what He's telling us to do sometimes. So um, it was really neat. So that day, we just knew that we were supposed to do that, and um, we decided, okay, let's let's go go forth with this. And then God just made a way for us, and He He made it very evident what we were supposed to do. It was really cool. So that's where the name comes from. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. It's kind of our family verse, and it kind of it comes from a book called The 4.8 Principle by Tommy Newberry, and uh, that's kind of the guiding verse for us. So I also attribute this, these, these words in this verse to how Paul, what his character is like. He always does what's right by people. He doesn't care about what it does for him. He does what's right by people. So it just seemed very fitting. It really is. So 4-8 Financial is located at 130 Southwest 2nd Avenue, Suite 102. And that's over at South Ivy Street, just south of the Canby O'Reilly Auto Parts. Favorite restaurants to eat around Canby? Oh, Oh, boy. We love the wild hair. They have great salads and burgers. Let's see. The backstop's great. There's a great Thai place. Thai dish in downtown Canada. Love Denny's. I know that's kind of... (laughs) I just love diner food. She loves diners. (laughs) I have indeed cashed in on my Grand Slam breakfast on my birthday from time to time. (laughs) So, So, yeah. There's some good good restaurants. I'm glad to hear that. KMBS also has two chocolate... Not chocolate factories, but... Chocolates, chocolatiers, chocolatiers, yeah. where they make chocolate, uh, Ladybugs chocolates, as well as uh, Puddin' River chocolates. So right on First Avenue, right in Canby, downtown Canby, it's like Chocolate Row. So, yeah. so friends, if you're looking for any last minute Christmas gift suggestions, not only can you drop in on the good people at Four Eight Financial and see how to stretch your dollars into buying more presents somewhere down the line, but you can also drop in at some of these good restaurants and indeed chocolatiers in the Canby area. So uh, if you Connected with any good churches in the area? Oh, yeah. We go yeah. to Athey Creek, um, and we love it. It's kind of, is it? How, we we where adore would you say? Yeah. Brett Matter. He's on, on oh, the air yeah. five days a week in our stations. We yeah. day by yeah. day. And 
We've seen them grow from Athey Creek Middle School down to the Wilsonville area by the car dealers. Now, Athey Creek's own building. We're big, huge fans of Pastor Brett Medor and Cruz, so I'm not at all surprised. So have you been going to Athey Creek for a long time? Uh, it's been a few years. It's it's funny. I ask other people, you know, that that go to Athey Creek, and they say, "Well, well, you know, how long have you been going?" And no one really knows the date, <laughs> but they know the verse, like, like where they we were sh- in the Bible. Yeah, we we started coming at adultery. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. The we, Ten Commandments. We, he, was in the, he was in the Ten Commandments, and yeah. it happened to be the adultery day, and that was our first day. And so I I don't know what the the date was in the calendar. I could look back online right. and look at it, but and we were. We've been hooked ever since. He just preaches right from the word. He doesn't pull any punches. and Verse by verse. This is what the Bible says. So if you don't like it, don't get upset with me. Yeah. It's God's word. We love him. Love him. Yeah. In Athey Creek. It's rare to have such a wonderful balance of someone who's so incredibly biblically sound. Yeah. And at the same time, have a ton of funny stories to complement what he's sharing out of the word of God. So yeah, we're big fans of Brett Miller and Athey Creek. Yeah. We just want him to preach more and more and more. Those sermons, even though they're nice and long, we're just like, go more, more. All afternoon, let's just camp out, I've, listen. I've gone to church my entire life, led worship for years, been involved in churches my entire life, but I've never felt the need to take notes in church until Athey Creek. That's it sounds like an Athey Creek commercial. It's really not, but we just, we love it. <laughs> love it's, it so it's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's big, but... After a 40-minute sermon, you don't feel like it's been 40 minutes. You feel like he's just getting started as the intro. So we, yeah. we love it. A little start with the Word of God. So I'm glad that you, Paul, and Steph Carlson have found a good church in Athey Creek, in addition to what you're doing in the community. So when we return, more with financial advisor Paul Carlson and office manager Steph Carlson, the married couple involved with 48 Financial in Canby, with more information on the website, 48financial.com. They're also on Facebook, and you're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here, and one of the favorite aspects of my job is meeting interesting people who are strong in areas where I am completely incompetent. Finances being one of them, it's great to have Steph and Paul Carlson in the house from 48 Financial, located on Southwest 2nd Avenue in Canby. That's at South Ivy Street, just south of the O'Reilly Auto Parts store, and it's right around the corner from Bricks and Minifigs on Pacific Highway East, if you're Lego fans like my family happens to be. 48financial.com is the website. They're also on Facebook at 48financial. And earlier on, Paul and Steph, you were talking about growing up in the Canby area, and Paul, how you went to George Fox before Portland State, majoring in music and getting your master's in teaching, and then somehow ending up in financial services. So two questions for you. All right. Now, the first one for you would be, how did you fall into finances after going after teaching? Wow. At the time that it all came down and God first put this on our hearts to do this, I was doing worship at a church, not enough to pay the bills. So I was also working at Fred Meyer and I'd worked my way up into, you know, lower management and having a good time. But uh, Stephanie was still in, uh, in college at George Fox and I was obviously done and I would be working late shifts till, you know, midnight. And one evening I came home and we just said, you know, Lord, if are, are, are we supposed to be doing this? Cause I feel like I never get to see my wife. And I feel like I'm not really being utilized in the way that I'm supposed to. And so we prayed that night 
you know, almost like a, putting a fleece out, but just said, just show us some, some sort of sign if I'm supposed to keep doing this. Close a door, open a door, a window, whatever. And the next morning at 7.43 a.m., the phone rang. I'm not making this up. 7.43 a.m., the phone rang. It was Stephanie's mom. And she said, do you remember Stan Milne? I'm like, Stan, yeah, that's Allie's softball coach. Well, Stan thinks you'd be really good at working at the company he's at. And at the time, I'd never even, I'd never even heard of it. And so that was it. it. That morning, he said, I, you know, I called him and he said, I think you'd be really good at investments. It's about having a relationship with people and never look back. That was in 2000. Well, that's wild. Yeah. That, so you really hadn't expected that, but you both felt led to pray about it together in the very next morning when this phone call came in. The very next day. Yep. Well, Paul and Steph Carlson are with 4-8 Financial. My second question for you is this. You mentioned that you are doing so well business-wise that you have to expand and hire someone else. On. So uh, first of all, I'm going to ask you what kind of qualifications or traits you look for in having someone join you at 4-8 Financial. But in that case... Why advertise on our stations? If business is going so well that you're pretty much maxed out, why advertise with us? Steph, do you want to answer that? It's a great question. Both Paul and I both feel felt a while back ago led to connect with the fish and both separately. And I remember having a conversation with Paul one day just saying, I really feel like we're supposed to connect with the fish and do advertising on the fish. And he said, ah, me too. I have felt like this for a few weeks now. So we just decided to reach out and we got uh, hooked up with beautiful Anne. And she has been just holding our hands this whole way and has been wonderful. So that's how we got got in with the fish, advertising on the fish. God is good. 1640, KPDQ, the fish, the whole the whole shooting match down here are just amazing, amazing people, and we just feel like we're we're a part of a new family now. We we helped sponsor the, or we uh, had a booth, and we're at the Lincoln Brewster concert at East Hill this last weekend, and what an amazing experience! All the people that are here um, at uh, KPDQ and 1640 and El Rey and the Fish and the the whole the whole organization is just amazing. And so it's interesting how the Lord has has blessed us to the point where. We don't feel like we need to go out and get new business, but we felt like we needed to be a part of something bigger than us. And so, you know, here we are. And if it's touching one person's life to say, wow, there's somebody in finance that, that that's a Christian and, and I can get into that business and help make a difference, then then absolutely it's all worth it. Well, we're glad to have you aboard our stations. So Earlier on, you mentioned that, Steph, you also went to George Fox University. Was it a good time for you? And what did you major in? I majored in design, interior design, and it was a great time. I commuted. I stayed at at home. Um, Paul had asked me to marry him. I think it was the beginning of my freshman year at George Fox. So I um, just decided to save the money and live with mom and dad until we were married. And so I commuted. So I was kind of one of those people that went and did my thing and then had my separate my, my life outside of school, too. So how did you choose design, and what have you done with it? If, uh, if anything, not that you need to. Yeah. I mean, you, you married a musician who's now in finances. Yeah, uh, I chose design because I've always thought with the right side of my brain, and I love to find order in space and make it look beautiful. Um, so I, did a, I do some offices here and there just to help people out mostly. I don't do it as a source of income, but usually just to help people make their spaces look beautiful. And so I just do it here and there. But 
Yeah, my heart is with my kids, who I am so blessed to get to homeschool and be a stay-at-home mom and do office office manager on the, uh, here and there at the office. And we have a wonderful staff at our office that takes care of the daily operations. So, By all means, feel free to boast on them. Yeah, so they're wonderful. We've had this wonderful gal named Carmen from the start, and she is just the multitasking queen. And she kind of she just runs our office. She's our operations manager. And then we um, recently hired to help with our growth two new gals, uh, Sonia and Sherry. And Sonia is the wonderful voice you get to hear when uh, you call in. And Sherry is um, also there, and she's learning right now. And so we have a great staff of, of wonderful gals. It's always a fun op. We're all, there's always laughter down there all the time. I am outnumbered. <laughs> Definitely. That's for sure. I'm the only dude. So any guy that wants to come by, just say hi. So the poor <laughs> owner of 48 Financial, Paul Carlson, is recruiting right now. And is this for a role in financial advising? Well, we have somebody already in mind that we are working uh, on bringing over. So... I don't know if we're necessarily recruiting right now, but we did. We we are in the process of bringing another advisor in to kind of help with the with the load. Oh, congratulations! Yes. Thank you. So, a lot of business owners want to know what traits and characteristics to look for when they're hiring, because there are times where someone on paper might have all the right qualifications, but personality wise, they're incompatible, or maybe their heart's not in the right place. And conversely, sometimes. You could stumble into people who you just fall in love with and you think, what an awesome asset to this team would be, even though this person can't play any position we want filled. So how do you balance that out when you are in recruiting phase? Can I speak to that a little? Absolutely. Okay. You know, I was having this exact conversation with one of our girls yesterday, and I said, when most people go out to find somebody to fulfill a position, they accept resumes and all this. And instead of trying to weed through people, there were a couple people that came to our mind and because of their personality, because of their character, because of their integrity. So which kind of parallels how Paul got recruited in the first yeah. place by, yep. by someone you knew by no other means than being a softball coach. Yes. Right. So softball is kind of this ongoing theme <laughs> in the Carlson family. That's how you met. That's how you got this job. That's how I pulled my Achilles tendon. (laughs) (laughs) So as far as staff goes, it was more of these people that were on our hearts that we knew would be a good fit. Because most people, as as administrative, at least, roles, can be trained, right? Um, But you can't teach somebody that sweet, genuine, caring traits that people have for our clients. So we kind of handpicked our staff. As far as the advisor goes, that was a lot of prayer. And Paul and I just saying, okay, Lord, who do you want in with us? Who is this person? We just, we're going to leave it up to you. And he, he showed us who it was. It has more to do with their character than maybe their assets or how long they've been with a company, a different company or whatever. It has more to do with who they are in Christ and who, um, who God wanted, wanted us to choose for our office. Would you agree there, yeah, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. I think if you, if you are in a conversation with the Lord on a regular basis and just asking for him to, to guide and nudge us in the directions that we're supposed to go, everything falls into place. Because he, he's going to do what he's going to do, whether we want to go along kicking and screaming or we want to go along the right way. So just putting that in front of the Lord and just a- allowing him to speak, speak to us in the ways that he has. It's been great. And there's times where we've 
almost we've kind of come out and asked for a sign. There's other times where we just are in conversation and he just shows us, which it's it's pretty cool. God is so good. You know, when we when we pray, we often take God for granted or we sell him short. And we think to ourselves, even though the words of our prayers might be coming out, there are times I must admit that I'm subconsciously doubting him. I'm sure you wouldn't want to answer this, God, but I'm going to pray it anyway. And yet the Bible tells us those are the faithful mustard seed can mm-hmm. move mountains. So we, yeah. we need to continue to to trust in him more and trust in us less. But in our final two minutes before break, give us your elevator pitch, Paul and Steph Carlson of 48 Financial. What is 48 Financial and why might we want to come to you for help? Well, the mission statement that 48 Financial has, and it's on our website if you if you look, it is to help individuals become responsible stewards of those assets which are temporarily entrusted to us. Temporarily, because I've never seen a hearse pull in a U-Haul. We can't take it with us. And God has given us stuff to take care of while we're here. And hopefully we are stewards of that in ultimately growing his kingdom. And the things that he has given us, we can be responsible for or we can squander. And so if we can help people either in financial planning or just in managing their investments, if we can help them um, to be better stewards, then that's what we want to do. That's wonderful. And have you found that most of your potential clients or current clients, for that matter, come from faith-based backgrounds? Do you have any who are unbelievers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we don't don't have a requirement that you go to church to work with us. But oftentimes you'll find that advisors or doctors or CPAs, they tend to attract clients that are similar to them just because of personalities. So there's some types of personalities that just may not mesh with us. I'm not a day trader. If somebody wants to be buying and selling stocks every 30 seconds, that's that's not really what I do. I, I focus more on financial planning and wealth management. But I've got some a lot of clients who who don't go to church, and that's fine. And if if they want to talk about things, I'm more than willing to be open to that. And they know exactly what four eight means, so it's not like the name scares them off. Well, more than just about investments, financial planning, and insurance, when we return with Paul and Steph Carlson of 48 Financial, we'll find out more about their faith and their family with more information on their Facebook page, 48 Financial, and their website, 48financial.com. Give them a call at 503-266-4848. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thank you for joining us on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here with Paul and Steph Carlson. They are of 48 Financial, right near Bricks and Minifigs in Canby. You can give them a call to find out more about investments, financial planning, and insurance at 503-266-4848. That's 503-266-4848. Paul says he's very serious about what he does. And at the same time, if you're looking for someone who's not fun and is stick in the mud, you might want to look elsewhere because the Carlsons are indeed not only good at what they do in investing, but they're good Christian people who like to enjoy life. So do you still play softball at all with all these different areas of your life being intertwined with ball or is that on the back burner for the moment? That's in the past. (laughs) No, now it's, I wouldn't mind, but I think I'm a little older and a little heavier than I was back in the glory days. (laughs) And no one wants to embarrass themselves playing against some 20-something who's still in really good shape. Well, I wouldn't right? want them to feel bad about some 45-year-old bearded dude showing them up on the softball field. <laughs> so I'm doing them a favor by staying out of it. Well, there you I'm go. I'm retired. I'm retired. So earlier on, both Steph and Paul Carlson were mentioning the schools they attended, which 
in Paul's case, included Portland State University, and both of them went to George Fox University. So as a music major, Paul Carlson, tell me how your education meshes with your career now, both from George Fox and from Portland State. You know, I thought that question many times, and people ask often ask me, wow, your background is in education and in music, and, and now you're using the other side of your brain doing financial planning and investments. And I, I, it's interesting how the Lord has, has meshed those two, because oftentimes people, they don't understand what their investments are doing. And for the clients that want to learn more, my education background, I think, has, has, has helped me to be able to explain in, in real terms what their investments are doing. It's similar to opening the hood of your car. You look at this engine and you go, oh, wow, it's not working right. And somebody could say, oh, it's the doohickey thingamabobber, and you wouldn't know what that is. Or you could say, well, it's the fan belt here, and this is how it works. If you want me to teach you how it works, I can teach you. Otherwise, I can just fix it. So helping educate people on their investments is is a nice way of meshing my education background with what I'm doing now. Because there's a lot of people that, I mean, they can barely spell IRA. And if they want, if they want to learn. Oh yeah, I was a little joke. It didn't go so well. My kids are laughing at me now, but that's okay. Um, so helping people understand what their investments are doing, and for the folks that just want me to manage it and they don't necessarily want to learn more about it, great, I can do that too. It's good to know. So yeah. as a musician, tell us if you were on a desert island with five CDs unlimited number of batteries in a CD player, what would you bring with you? You mentioned wanting to play trumpet for Brian Duncan. So would he be one of the artists you'd bring with you? Yes, Brian Duncan would be there. I think that, boy, Stephen Curtis Chapman is one of my all-time favorites. You you can't go wrong with some Journey. I know it's not Christian music, but... That's very true. Well, you know, our our old pal Lincoln Brewster, who played at the Fish Family Christmas that you at 4-8 Financial helped sponsor, was indeed a 19-year-old wunderkind Mm -hmm. who was touring with Steve Perry, the lead singer of Journey, when he first started to go solo. So there's there's that Journey tie there. Yeah. He played a little Journey that night, too, didn't he? Yeah. He did. Yeah. The crowd yeah. demanded yeah. it of him. That's pretty cool. First time I've ever heard a, a request from the, in the middle of a concert. <laughs> and the, the keyboard player, Roman, was amazing enough to pull out the right patch and just busted it out. That was my first time at East Hill Church in Gresham. What a fun time. That was just a great Christmas concert. I'd have to say maybe 60% of that was standing up and singing along. Yeah. Good stuff. It was great. East, okay. you know, Special thanks to East Hill for opening their doors to a wonderful concert and a, a great venue to have a a concert and it was Lincoln Brewster was amazing. Yeah, our stations look forward to returning to East Hill in the future. We're just a real good fit with each other. Yeah. So Paul and Steph Carlson are married and as the leaders at 48 Financial, let's back up a little bit. Both of you seem to have grown up in church going families. Am I correct in that? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And somewhere down the line, when did your faith become your own as opposed to your parents or your family? So I'm going to lead off with you, Steph. Oh, yeah. Well, I grew up um, in a really strong Christian home, and then I went off to college, and I had some uh, philosophy professors that that really challenged me to believe in what I believe because I believe it, not just because it was what I was taught. So I went through a period there when I really went exploring and and, and asked the Lord, okay, why why am I a Christian? And it was just a really neat journey and uh, experience, and I— came out of that time stronger than ever. So, uh, yeah, lucky to grow up in a nice, strong Christian family to kind of root me 
in that foundation. So the stability was there for you, Steph Carlson, Absolutely. but it was when you went to college, when you really delved into it as mm-hmm. an individual. Yeah. And I, I find that the more I visit with the Lord during the day and, and praise Him and, and in my word daily, that just that, how how stronger that relationship with Him becomes. It's just, it's all about how much we want to put into it. And when we do, oh man, the blessings abound in knowing Him more and more. So whether they're seeking work, a secular college or a Christian college, do you have any good words of advice for teenagers leaving their roots, perhaps for the first time? Sure. Do whatever the Lord tells you to do. That's all you have to worry about. It's as easy as that. Keeping it simple, it's Steph Carlson. And Paul Carlson, when did your faith become your own? I'm curious. Well, growing up in a, a wonderful Christian home, my mom and dad, uh, Jack and Coralie Carlson, just did a phenomenal job of raising us with, with good examples and always going to church at you know, Calvary Mennonite Church out in Canby. So I had a, a great foundation, just like Stephanie did. And I'd, I didn't really question my faith growing up. So I think my my testimony is kind of boring in that I didn't have some miraculous you know, come to Jesus meeting from a lightning bolt or anything. It was just more of a, a slow metamorphosis into uh, always learning and always growing. But I, there was at one point where I was actually uh, teaching and I looked outside the, the class and I saw this tree and I, it just hit me that, wow, you know, as much as I can try to do something, I cannot make a tree. Mm. And for those that are are driving, obviously keep your eyes on the road. But if you see trees that you're going by, just think, you know what, could, could you make that tree? And the answer is no, only God can do that. And it was the, at that moment that I realized there's so much more bigger, some, life is so much bigger than just my own world and what I am doing. And that really kind of hit home. I don't know why that happened the way it did, but I've always just said, you know, I can't make a tree. God can make a tree. There you go. And And that really owned it for myself to, to really, the God that can create the universe and the God that can create a tree is a God to be worshipped. Amen to that. From 4-8 Financial, we're speaking with Paul and Steph Carlson. In our final minute and a half or so, can you tell us what kind of investment and legacy you're trying to leave, not financially, but as parents to your kids? I think to, to love the Lord, number one, and to listen to His nudgings and it's hard to it's important to always be spending time with the Lord because if you're not listening uh, sometimes things go right over our heads or right through one ear and out the other so uh, hopefully through our examples um, of being uh, godly parents and of course we all mess up and we all uh, we all sin but uh, to continuously you know ask for forgiveness and to you know put the Lord first in everything we do Amen to that. Next time you're around, as we're running out of time, I'd love to ask you about your foray into homeschooling, selfishly, as, as a homeschooling dad here. But you can find out more about Paul and Steph Carlson and the good people at 48 Financial by calling them at 503-266-4848. That's 503-266-4848, located at 130 Southwest 2nd Avenue, Suite 102 in Canby right down the block from O'Reilly Auto Parts. And do make sure to follow them on Facebook at 48Financial and find out more directly on their website, 48Financial.com. That's 48Financial.com. So thank you so much, Paul and Steph Carlson. And thank you, friends, for listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.